Hey there, fellow watchers, and welcome to a special edition of Born to Watch. Today we're going to do a very quick little review, a bit of an instant reaction to Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And I've got my Sulla to my Indy. Damo's yeah. with me in this studio. How are you, mate? Good. It is it's hot off the press. It is hot off the press. Indy came out on two days ago. Two days ago, yeah. Yep, so I went on opening night, checked it out. Were there many people in the cinema? No. Mm. But also, it's funny this week because it is school holidays. I went to the movies two nights in a row. I don't think I've ever done that in my life. But I saw The Flash on the Tuesday night and then Indiana Jones on the Wednesday night. The Flash was dead set 10 people in the theatre. Yeah. And that was it. that's in the second week. This is school holidays. And then I saw Indiana Jones opening night. Mind you, I didn't go in the large cinema like there's there, it was on oh like the v-maxi sort of thing it's just there's one cinema three at cineplex where i go is a bigger screen and then cinema two it was on as well so i went that one because i knew there wouldn't be as many people in it but it was literally 10 percent full maybe yeah which school holidays opening night i still thought wow this is underwhelming i went thursday night yeah and i went on my own and i didn't go to the v-max session in event cinemas at Rabina because it was on at 9.15. So the, I went to the 8 o'clock session in just a standard cinema. There were 37 people in the cinema. Mm. So there weren't many people in the cinema. Is it more of a reflection on cinema itself or is it a reflection on the movie? I think it's... And that's what I was thinking too because obviously people's ways they watch shows have changed. People are quite happy to wait. I'm happy to wait a month and stream it. I'm happy... Or whatever, two yeah. months or what. So yeah. there, there is that component. But also people have felt probably a bit let down by the amount of crap that's come out. Like Disney this week reportedly lost... They'd lost, of their last eight movies, $900 million. Yeah, they're in a bad rut. And, and it's because you keep dishing up stuff where people go, you know what, I don't need to go to the movies and watch this anymore. Now, I my my cinema's cheap. Now, it's gone up to 10 bucks now. But there are people paying 25 it's half what 26, I paid. 20, yeah. I paid 22 bucks to yeah. get it. And that was a dollar off. So, Thank you. So, yeah, well, there you go, bargain. But if you're paying 20-something dollars and you're just seeing, and you, then the last five experiences have been pretty ordinary, you, you're probably going to give it a miss and go, I'm going to wait. So I, I do actually, I don't know, the... I don't know if the death knell's being told for uh, cinemas, but people need to start actually going back to the movies because they gotta go, got to start making money again. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's a double-edged sword because obviously the studios need to make movies to make money. But let's look at quality over quantity because totally. Disney's strategy is not working. No. And I'm sure when they bought Lucasfilm for $5.4 billion that they thought they got the golden goose. Yep. And they've really tried to strangle the hell out of the Golden Goose, the same as they're trying to strangle the hell out of Marvel. Yeah. They probably need to just take a breath and start looking at developing some quality. And not to say that this isn't a this is a bad movie. Yep. Right? But up front, I'm gonna say, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a movie. But so Disney magic now, to me, magic is making people that are were fans disappear. That's the magic. It's, I just think, yeah, they need to start maybe capping the expenditure on movies. And the reason why I say that is because they spend so much money on CGI and everything, thinking it's going to be wonderful, but they're not actually focusing on the creativity or the artistry. 
And I think if they if they capped a movie at say a hundred million, then you know what you got to start thinking a bit more creatively. You can't just try and beat the crap out of people with CGI and explosions and whatever, and because it's actually not working. Storytelling. Yeah. So go back to so cap it. So you got to get smart. You got to tell a good story. Got to be creative. Got to be artistic. And we're not going to spend because that way then there's a fair chance that all those sort of mid sort of budget movies, which they used to do a lot of will come back and actually maybe they start making more money again. But it'll, it'll hopefully just bring back that creativity. Well, it's funny because I think that... So I saw The Flash last week. Yeah. And I saw Indiana Jones this week. So we've seen the, both the same movies at the same time. And I think they both suffer from the same flaws, both movies. I think there's a there's some reliance on CGI. I think The Flash has a major... Again, DC falls over in the third act with a oh, yeah. CGI, CGI war. That is, it doesn't need it to be it, like that. It wasn't tangible. No, to it me, wasn't. it didn't. It just was an intangible battle. Yeah. I, look, I loved the Flash up until the last twenty-five minutes. Yeah, I agree with much. that. And I it, found the start of the movie to be a bit slow, uh, but once yeah. once Michael Keaton came into it, I was all over it. Yeah, but I did, I did laugh in the Flash. It, the comedy was pretty funny. Whereas in this movie, the comedy just it. I, it there was crickets. It, it, you fell flat. it, it, it fell did. Flat. It just the comedy. Like when he's walking, just. This is not a spoiler or anything, but when he was walking across the pedestrian crossing to go to the airport and Salah yells out, and the car had to stop. Yeah. And they looked at it. It was like that bloody Anne Heche movie, like style comedy yeah. uh, with Indiana Jones. with oh, Six Days and six, Seven Yeah, it, was, it reminded me of that. It was like, you know what, that just did not work. Okay, so this is the last indie movie for Harrison Ford. <laughs> He's 80 years old. Yeah, and the first <laughs> chapter not to be directed by Steven Spielberg. This one directed by James Mangold, yep. who is... Who's got runs on the board. Runs on the board. Quality yeah. director, Logan, Copland. The Ford and Ferrari, which is... Yeah, Ford thing. and Ferrari, which is incredible. But we'll get to the Mangold-Spielberg thing in a sec. What in what does indie mean to you? What's the franchise meant to you? In the 80s, I remember my brother going to see it. Like, I was hardcore Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Yeah, and then Brendan went and saw it, and he was telling me about it, and this giant ball, and I couldn't really work out what he meant by this giant ball, and chasing this and this. and So then I went and saw it. Indiana Jones, The Raiders of the Lost Ark, was my second favourite movie throughout all the 80s. Easily my second favourite movie. And then I saw two, and then later on I saw three. I still, Raiders of the Lost Ark, I found was far better than the other two, for, in my opinion. Agree, anyway. agree with you there. The other ones were good, but the Raiders of the Lost Ark was exceptional. It's not in my top 10 or probably even 20 anymore, though, but probably, I don't know why, but yeah, I still really was a ma- still massive fan of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think that movie is unreal. And then I saw The Crystal Skull, and geez, that was a bit yeah disappointing at the end. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, But yeah, no... Like I said, second favourite movie for a long time, for at least maybe a decade and a half. Yeah. So the character did, yeah, definitely meant a lot to yeah, me. Yeah, same as me. Indy was massive for me, and I was exactly the same as you. I was all Star Wars, all about Star Wars. I didn't see E.T. For, until I was 18 or 19 because E.T. topped Star Wars right. for the yes. biggest You were dirty movie. on him. I was filthy. A bit spiteful. I'm filthy not going to go see your movie. Little, spilthy on that, filthy on that long neck gimp. So... <laughs> Big head. Indie, indie was big for me. Raise the Lost Ark was in my top 10 movies of all time. It's an amazing piece of cinema. It's adventure yep. done right. It goes arcs back to the old time cinema. Yeah. The serials. It was just so much fun. And everyone wanted to be Indiana Jones. Which leads you to, which leads me to the question of defining character for Harrison Ford. 
Is it Han or is it Indy? Oh, I, I was actually talking because I went with my daughter to see this and her friend. They're both fifteen, and we were talking about. I said Harrison Ford. Who's Harrison Ford? He was Indiana Jones. He's also Han Solo. And they were saying, oh, because they're going, but Luke Skywalker surely was a bigger role. I said, Mark Hamill was nowhere near the size of an actor as Harrison Ford because Harrison Ford had these two massive roles. Obviously, Mark Hamill had Luke Skywalker, which was, in Star Wars, he's a bigger character, but still, Han Solo and Indiana Jones are just two of the top of the tree in terms well, they're, of they're, icon- two, they're two of the top five characters yeah. in the history of cinema, I would say. I would think so too, but... You know what? I'd still probably say Han Solo pips Indy uh, only by a whisker. Yeah, I think it's my love of Star Wars that yeah. makes me feel the same way. I think that there's just something about that. He's just too cool. Han's too cool. Yeah. And he shot first. He did. He was ruthless. Killed Gre- Guido. He Guido. was ruthless. But in saying that, Utaguto Solo. Indy's ruthless, man. Indy <laughs> doesn't mind killing someone. No, no. He, shoot him. Yeah, just shoot him. Just shoot him. <laughs> yeah. And he loves throwing a punch. This movie... Cracking his whip. He, he, this movie, there's a lot of punches that I noticed more than any movie. With a real thwack yeah, of a sound. Yeah, a real thwack punch. Whack. Yeah. If you didn't, just in case you didn't know, that's a punch. Okay, so here's a little, just very brief, non-spoilery synopsis for Indiana Jones and the Dollar Destiny. Okay, we start in 1944 as Indy battles an old foe in the Nazis, which was really cool. It, that was That was really, cool. really cool. Yes. We get introduced to his old mate, Basil Shaw, who is hopeless. He's the new Denim Elliott. Yes. There's a new of everything, everything in this. Yes. Yeah. As they hunt for an, an age-old artefact, which turns out to not be what the they're fake, really yeah. looking for. Oh, it's, a well, it's, a, yeah. it's a fake. It's not a spoiler. Yeah. So then we also discover what the relic of choice will be for this adventure. The Arch- MacGuffin? Yeah, the MacGuffin. The Archimedes dial. Yep. Whatever they say in the language that they speak, but it's oh, the that's right, style. Yes. the architera or something yeah. like this. So then, after an impressive set piece on a train, we move to 1969 on Moonday. So it's a huge yep. jump ahead, 25 years. Yep, 1969, and it's his yep. and uh, and yeah, and uh, and I quite liked that all this happens on Moonday. So he's retiring because he's an archaeologist who focuses on the past. And the moon's the future. Oh, that's yeah, right? a bit of a juxtaposition. Yeah, I yeah, really I, liked, I didn't actually pick that up. I really yep. liked that. Yep. I, I did a bit of a chuckle to myself going, that's yep. really cool. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Uh, he's a grumpy old man, Indy. Yeah. He's a grumpy old man. He's not, he, his life, he hasn't been a grumpy It's life imitating art. He's become yeah. Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah, that's right? true. So Indy's then wrangled by his goddaughter, Helena Shaw, to essentially go on a hunt for the dial. Yep. Action ensues. Yes. That's essentially up the plot. Yes. For the movie. And the baddies are hot on their tail the whole time, yes. going for the same yes. dial. Correct. So, did you notice a discernible difference without Spielberg at the helm of this film? It just, it just lost. It didn't have much soul to it. Charm. Yeah. I agree. That's really good. I th- it did have a lack of soul. Even Crystal Skull had soul, even though it relied way too heavily on... CGI, CGI and the awful. ending is terrible. Yeah, the aliens, yep. But it did. It lacked a bit of soul. It did. It lacked that Spielberg family feel. Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely had a bit of a hollowness to it. It was yeah. kind of like just going through the paces. Some good action sequences. It's the first, and I was talking about this before we went on air, was that 
But it's the first indie where I felt it really felt like set piece to set piece. There wasn't a lot the of flow. There wasn't a lot of characterization. There wasn't a lot of there was exposition, but it was it felt like it was forced on us. It, yeah. Nothing seemed to really happen naturally. And I think that's the Spielberg thing where he's quite good at pausing. Yep. Giving us a breath. Yep. Giving some story and some character. And then unpause. Away we go. Yeah. I felt that, it, and it wasn't quite Mad Max Fury Road as we used it as that. <laughs> Just chase, chase. But it yeah. did feel a lot. Set Car piece, chase. set piece. Boat set, chase. Yeah. Chase. How can we chase now? Plane chase. It was chase. <laughs> it was a chase-a-thon. <laughs> Trains and yeah, automobiles. Yeah, it was a, a chase-a-thon. Yeah. And again, the third act lets this movie down a bit. Yeah. I think. I Yeah, I think a lot. Yeah. yeah. I think the movie started high. And it dropped the whole way. It didn't actually, didn't bike anywhere. It, it just kept going down. It never hit the height no, from kept, the first twenty five minutes. It was like at the top of the mountain, then it just kept going down. And and the end, it was at the, the end was at the bottom. Yeah. And it should the end should be at the top. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so cast of the movie, we got Harrison return. Harrison Ford returning as Indy. Phoebe Waller Bridger plays Helena Shorey's goddaughter, who's in the TV show Fleabag. She's a good actor, but again, she's annoying. She's annoying. She's unlikable. She's unlikable. And she's supposed to be the partner in crime. But Which she happily threw him under the bus at the she beginning. Did. She did. Like, I'll just lock you in here with these killers. Yeah. Like, she was not likable. No, she wasn't. Mads Mikkelsen is the villain. Underutilised. Under, agreed. Jürgen Voller, he's the bad guy and very underutilised. Yeah. I think that he plays so very little. Yeah. He's – never once is there – an opportunity that he has the upper hand. He should have been more Belloc-like, like in terms... Of, like, Belloc, you know, got the better of India a few Belosh. times. Yeah, Belosh. Belosh. <laughs> yes. Because he is the new Belloc. Belosh. Yeah. Belloc. But he... I just think that, yeah, he's definitely underutilised. He, they had him as the new Belloc, but he just... He's an awesome actor um, uh, yeah. in everything, and he's always good, but he definitely could have been used a lot more. Yeah, agreed. So then we get introduced to a new character, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. I was thinking he's in it for six minutes. But yeah, I was when they said I got an old friend. I went, "Oh, who's this going to be?" I, was like, I don't remember Antonio Banderas no. in anything. So that's just a reason to throw someone new in. Yeah, a new character. Yeah, which is not in it for very long. No, no. We then get an old character, Jonathan Rhys Davies, returns as yep. Sulla, which, which yep. was nice. Yep, to see Sulla and his family. But his role, yeah, it was good to see but him. But what in was there. what was the there point was no of point. him? Absolutely. Absolutely zero. He wouldn't let him come on the adventure with him. No, it was just see if he'd taken him on the adventure. I know. I get that. It was maybe just a nostalgia thing only. Definitely just a fan service. Fan service. It was because it was good to see him. It was like, oh yeah, cool, and and he did nothing. Another one who I thought was a bit underutilized was Boyd Holbrook. Oh, as the baddie, as the baddie, and he's great. But I really like Boyd Holbrook. He looks like a good baddie too. Yeah, he's got fake teeth in. Yeah, yeah, because he's a good-looking fella. Yeah, and and they've put some fake teeth in him. But I've written here underutilized. I think they could have made him even the the big the giant Dutchman, super henchman, Olivier Richter or whatever his name is. So he's got an Instagram like the giant Dutchman or something like that. But he was. I was expecting. You remember the big bald guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark? uh, Some sort of showdown with him. No. Yeah, I'm not. But anyway, we won't talk about what no. happens to him. But no. it ended up being like, oh, okay, he's right. Yeah. Look, I think that, and we'll get into the good, the bad, the ugly. We're a very brief overview here. So for and I'll start with you. 
You had to have found something good about this movie. Yes. Yes, I did. That opening 20 minutes. Yeah. That opening 20 minutes was an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. And it was, obviously there was some CGI or de-aging, things that I found distracting. But that opening sequence was fantastic. It was really cool. Yeah. It's just that they, Indiana's, Harrison Ford's voice didn't match his face. It's it's the, or his walk. No, I agree. He walked like an old man yeah, with a walked, young face. He did, yeah. And his voice sounded like he was 80. It did, yeah. So that was the only thing. He looked great and he was it was on the train. It was, yeah, against his old nemesis, his old foes. And uh, no, that opening 20 minutes was Indiana Jones. Yes. I was really excited because I've got my good is that. Start of the movie is great from the castle to the, and the train chase. Yep. He's great. Oh, look, there's actually, I'll just add two more things. They used their old map. You know, the map yeah, with the, love the line, love right? The map. Just a little shout But also, and the score, John Williams. Yeah. That is still fantastic. So, absolutely. Yeah. You feel like it's an Indiana Jones movie, yeah. it, but it feels, it doesn't feel, I'm not going to say it feels like a Wish version of Indiana Jones. Like a King Solomon's Mines. Yeah. But it, it, Chamberlain. So you do feel like it's an Indiana Jones movie, and it's, but it's only because of the nostalgia that you do. Yeah. But this, that first scene is great. It's yeah. really, it could be, one of the best sequences in the whole franchise. Yeah. Oh, with that big, with the big gun when it sort yeah. of gets... That's, that's amazing. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. A lot of people die in this movie. Yeah. A lot of people die. <laughs> More people die in this movie yeah. than I've, I've realised in other movies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, bad. I'll start. You've mentioned it already. De-aging doesn't work. I think it works. When it works when it's front on. When he turns his face, it looks like computer. And I think that if you're going to de-age it, it's got to be really good. Yep. So this is, and we talk about, and you go to Rogue One. They did Moff, Grand Moff Tarkin. They Princess computed, yeah. they oh, computer they generated, they generated. Yep. That looked really good. Yep. But then they did Princess Leia. Yeah. She didn't look great. No. I think if you've got to do it, it's got to be really good. Yeah. And I think that at the start when they pulled the thing off his head, I'm like, shit. Yeah, he looked, that's Harrison. He Ford. looked good. Yeah, he looked good. Yeah. Then as that went on, or his mouth moved. Yeah, it just there were bits. Yeah. Of it distracting is a good it word was, to it put. Did it did distract. It's me. a bit distracting. And luckily, there was so much action going on that there was less distraction. There were other more yeah, there prevalent distractions. Good stuff to happen, but, yeah. uh, but I really did kept thinking. Oh, he, I didn't hear. His, I didn't see his mouth move then yeah. when his voice spoke. I d- yeah. And then I watched him walking. I was like, he looks like a crotchety old bloke walking along, and yeah. he's got this young face. Yeah, was that is a good sequence. Though. I did enjoy that. But what about you? Anything for bad? Phoebe Waller Bridge. I didn't. You don't want to go and see an Indiana Jones where he's moved into the back seat, and then you got this sort of smug, unlikable person that's going to become the hero. And we'll talk about where what this means for the franchise after. I hope she's not the future of the franchise. <laughs> she can't be. I don't think she can be after this movie. No, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, no, just too unlikable. Just giggled and smiled in scenes that I thought. Because she was so cocky, just mm. had it's like, well, and she was a genius. She just knew everything. She could, she memorized seven notebooks. Yes. and she just knew stuff. Yeah, okay, uh, look, it made sense for the movie, but it was like, nah, come on. Indy's supposed to be. He's the guru. He's the one that you know comes up and works things out. This has been his life work. He's. Yeah, I I like the fact. The good thing about Indiana Jones is that there were puzzles to be solved, or there was stuff you had to work on. That not that you already know the answer. Yes. Oh no, I know this. Yes, I know the answer to this. Yeah. There's no 
There's no work gone into solving no. the puzzle. Yeah. It's just, oh, no, I, this yeah. is on page no, 62. I can read that. Yeah. Page 62, volume four. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's and she sits and goes, huh, you don't know that? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. She's annoying. Yep. Okay, ugly. You got anything for ugly? I do. So, Harrison Ford in this movie, he's 79, I think, so he's 80 now. Sean Connery was 59 when he played his dad. So, oh, right. at that time, too, Sean Connery was old enough that we knew he was. He was wise and he made smart decisions. Or, But we also knew he wasn't young enough to be kicking butt action man. And he wasn't in that movie. He'd fling his umbrella around a little bit. Yeah. Now, add 20 years to him and now you've got Indiana Jones still taking punches, throwing punches, the full action man. And I just thought it, it didn't really work. And I think they made... They also made Indy... Luke Skywalkered him a little bit. They changed him. They made him... I'm sure he's aged and everything, and he, but he still should have the same convictions. But he's really given up on life. He's well. That's that. I think he's. We can't give too much away, but isn't no. that part of the situation that he's finding himself in? Because he's because he's alone. He's now alone, but yeah. but still, he, yeah. I mean, he. But he's always been this guy that's fought for things and just. I like, agree. Hang on, he's no. That's not in his nature to just give up. But I, that's something. Top Gun Maverick did it, so they, they didn't make the hero fall. They made the hero it's still good, and that's why people loved it. Yeah. And people, absolute, that's what people are probably keen to see Mission Impossible again. So I just think that they just need to, yeah, keep the character with that same sort of convictions and whatever, but they just got a habit of making them fall. And also, the Last Crusade was called The Last Crusade. It wasn't called The Third Last Crusade. It was it. That was the end. And then they did Crystal Skull, and then they've done this. So that for me, you can have movies, and you can just have them end. It's the end. Or you can keep going, and they die. And I think they're doing that. They're trying to keep it going. This is all, again, this is a Disney film. So And so was Crystal Skull, a Disney film. Yes. Yeah. Made after the purchase of Lucasfilm. Yeah. And they are building, they're building a never-ending bridge. For this character to just apparently keep making money for them, which it's not going to. No, it's not. They, they, they could have probably done it more like a James Bond. If you want to keep Indiana Jones going, if Sean Connery was still James Bond, he would have done Casino Royale and Quantum Solace at that same age. It just would not work. So why couldn't they just do, you know what, there's a new indie, here's a new adventure, it's still set in in the 40s, it's still set in whatever. But they keep the same guy. Mm. They keep the same guy and... Then he gets older and older and older too. It's like, you know what, it's just... He's I an 80-year-old action the hero. The smarter thing to do would be to recast it and make them prequels, right? And so it's Indiana Jones and the but they whatever. Could, that would be different to, like, James Bond because James Bond just keeps going and going sure. and going because it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's still just James Bond. And it can be in whatever year. Yeah. He's the same, similar age. But, yeah, if they did prequels, yeah, they can st- cast a new younger guy. Yeah. Or they can just do another new indie stories and just cast... Cast someone else. Someone could do a run of four, then someone could do another yeah. three or another yeah, yeah. two. I don't know. Look, my ugly, there's one very poor piece of CGI in the train thing. Where he when hops, he's running on the top? Yeah, when he hops up the back of the train and runs... It's the worst part of the movie. It looks like a computer game. Because yeah, he runs at a it's funny a, it's, speed. It's... it's Bad. Yeah, it's just bad. It, it could be. It would go into the Ripley running. It would go into the Ripley running. It's uh, that's really the ugly for me. Uh, look, I, the other it CG, sounds the CGI when in the, there's the motorbike in the rain in the darkness, and rain and darkness is used probably to mask CGI yes. a bit. So you start going, 
geez, they're really. <laughs> what I did is that in the trailer, there was the bit where he gets on the horse. Uh, yeah. It was in the trailer and it looked terrible in the trailer. They have fixed that. Yeah. Okay. And that actually looked really good. All I could think about was the poor horse's feet oh, run yeah. on the train on the tracks. Train track, I think yeah. it doing that. Yeah, yeah, but that was pretty full on. Yeah, but what that, a horse though! What a horse hopped on. <laughs> it was like an Olympic yeah. jumper. Yeah, right? yeah. It was like a, it was a video game. Yeah, it was the hi ho silver away. He was a lone ranger. He was killing it on that horse. Amazing horse. Amazing horse. Wasn't worried about people or trains. Yeah. And look, I think we're look. We sound like we're being super harsh on this movie. I still enjoyed it. I still thought it was good fun. Yep. I just had some expectations, which I've got to learn to sort of park now. Yeah. Yeah. I just. I've never been a bit bored in a movie though. Like some of the extended chase scenes. Did actually bore me. I think, and I was saying to myself, "Oh, come off it! Just end this!" Yeah, like, seriously. Just they did drag. Some d- of them did, did drag. It did. Yep. Yeah. There's a scene with it took where it. Oh, it definitely dragged. Just kept going. Too. Yeah. It was too long. It was like, no, nah, I don't. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about where does this one sit in the franchise? At the end, the bottom. You think this is the last one? Yep. The, it, you think this it, is below ranking? Crystal Skull? Yes. Okay. So. If we're going to rank them, yep. this is, and tell me if I'm wrong here. I got Raiders. Yep. Last Crusade. I'd go the other one, but yep. You go Temple? I'd go one, two, three, four, five in that order. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you go one, three, I'd two. I'd go one, three, two, four. I'm tossing up between, and no, I'd probably go four, five. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I, I think back, this Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny is, this is uh, Skyhooks' jukebox in Siberia. This is Meatloaf's. I would do anything for love. <laughs> you know, it, it's yeah. this is the Beach Boys Kokomo. Yeah. They've done lots of stuff and then they come and do something at the end. You go, oh, why? Seriously, why did you do that? Kokomo's pretty good. Oh, <laughs> Off the flower of the keys. Yeah. The cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's all. Uh, to me, that's what it's like. When it, You've just named three pretty good songs there, mate. Jukebox in Siberia. Yeah. <laughs> because if you go back to Raiders of the Lost Ark, the scenes, and I'll put it once again to... Rock music, it's like anthemic. So we will rock you or it's a long way to the top. You want to rock The scenes of in Raiders of the Lost Ark, the ball scene at the beginning. For sure. Those scenes are so powerful. The scene in the Well of Souls or just the scene ch- trying to get Marion out of the baskets. Yeah. Th- those scenes are so iconic and so memorable. Did you remember that? It's like big rock anthems. This thing, I don't think I remember any scenes in it. Yeah, no, you make an excellent point. Yeah. That's why you're here. Yeah, that's right. That's why you're here. Okay, where to now, do you think, for the franchise? Do you think this is a bridger? No. Get rid of her. I, think, I, ho- I hope so. Yeah, I hope they do it. They have to, if they want to keep doing indie, recast it, have a younger indie back in the day, back to the Raiders of the Lost Ark sort of age group, and just keep them around there and uh, see how it goes. That's what I think. Yeah, I hope they put this to bed. Yeah, what, no more? Yeah, what? I hope this is it. I hope they take... I hope they actually really think about what's next. Yeah. I hope there's no knee jerk because this is not going to, I don't think this is going to do great at the box office for a couple of reasons. One is, this is a, this is not a young person's film. This is not a teenager's, teenagers aren't going to flock to this. No, I know. No, we're they're sitting not. Here, we're sitting here with my nine-year-old daughter, Isabel, who's been listening to this <laughs> and she'll, well, I'll probably take her to see it. She loves Indiana Jones. She does. We've watched all of them. She's a big fan. But she's a father's daughter. Now, on a Thursday she night, no, she no on, a, on a Friday <laughs> night, 
15-year-old's going to go, let's go and see Indi- Indiana Jones? No. I don't think they're going to. No, they're not. Because that's what, when I dragged Whitney and Ava along, because I said, oh, I've got to go watch it because we're going to do a podcast. I said, what are you going to go see? Oh, maybe we're going to see some. Nope, you're going to see this. They sat there, they liked it, but they didn't love it. Yeah. They just thought, oh, no, it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And they don't have the that emotional tie to it that we do. No. So I think, I hope they park it for a bit and do a rethink. And it definitely needs a bit of soul. Yeah. And they definitely need to think about where to next quite carefully. I don't think they're going to, though. I think they're going to try and bleed the fuck out of this. Oh, of course. Yeah. They've got to make all these make up for all these losses yeah. that they're having. Because if this, some, what was this, $330 million budget? Yeah, massive. And about $150 million marketing budget. So this has got to hit $900 It's got to, it's got to make $900 to a billion. Dollars yeah. To, to, to be to, worth it. Yeah, that's right. And it's not going to, I don't think. No. I don't think it's going to. So, yeah, it, it is. As yeah. opposed to we've got Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning coming out, mm. which I think is going to crush it. I do too. I think there's a lot of... That is how you do a franchise. Yep. You just keep upping the ante as it goes along, as it goes along and each movie is essentially better than the one before it. It's, and this is going to finish it too, is it? One and two. I think it's going to finish uh, it. Because Tom Cruise is now 60... Two or Mate, something, three. He, he, yeah. He still looks pretty amazing, He's though. getting stem cell therapy, for sure. He's, he's getting something. something. Yeah, he's drinking from the fountain of youth. Yeah. But I can't imagine him at 80-year-old still being Ethan Hunt. Yeah. Unless they change his role. Oh, Unless yeah. Unless he's like, like the John Voight. Yep. Yep. The, sort of the boss. Yep. And then he's got a group underneath Possibly, him. Possibly, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's I'm looking forward to Dead Reckoning. Yep. I really am. Yep. Looking forward to... Seeing what happens. It's going to be fun. I think we've talked... Okay, last question. Should you see it in the cinema? Th- th- does it, do you think it makes a difference to the... I think if it... If, does it enhance the movie? Probably probably does. It probably yeah. does. Yeah. And I also do want to encourage people to go to the theatre, but I also want to... I'm torn. It's, you know what? Because they've milked things so much that you actually want them to actually feel a bit of pain so that they can change course. So if you don't go to the theatre, it's like, okay, then they've got to start looking at themselves going, look, what are we doing wrong? They're not going to, though. That's, this, they, they can't keep failing and failing. Yeah. So here's what I say. I say it's not worth paying the 22, 27, definitely not going, worth going to yep. gold class and spending no. 50 bucks. If it's at Cineplex and it's 10 bucks, yep. or you're a member of RACQ and you get your $12.50 movie tickets, Okay. It's a good movie for that. Yep. Cheapy Tuesday. It's a good movie for that. And a family movie. It's good to take, take family. Your kids. It's yep. easy watch. You yep. can take all your kids. Yep. From six, seven, eight. Yep. Can watch this movie. Definitely. There's nothing. Th- they would probably really love it. They probably would. Yeah. And I think the cinema experience definitely would enhance it. I think that you're only gonna. I think the CGI is only gonna look worse on the small screen. So you need the big screen to be able to yep. maybe patch over some of that. But yep. we've seen it at the cinema. Go and see it at the cinema, people. Yeah, check it out. We'd love to hear your feedback. Yep. And I think that's it for uh, Indiana Jones that's and it. The Dial of Destiny. We've got Back to the Future releasing on Wednesday. That was a fun episode. It was good. A great movie. And at the time, so three movies that I've watched. The last three movies. The Flash. Yeah. De- Dial of Destiny, Back to the Future. Bang, all time travel. Would you time travel? Sure. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to. What would you go forward or back? Oh, oh. I always think I'd probably go back, but yeah, but yeah, it would be cool to go forward as well. But I yeah. probably would go back. What would you do? Oh, would you talk to yourself? Would you lay some hints for yourself? Yeah, about oh, how to definitely. Be better? oh yeah. definitely. Yeah, I'd smuggle in the sports almanac. 
Oh, mate. <laughs> oh, you got one We've down there. We've got the almanac oh, We'll get your photo with the almanac yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Back to the Future releases on Wednesday. Thanks for being along for the ride. I hope you enjoyed a little bit of extra Born to Watch for this week. You yep. guys deserve it. You do. Treat yourself. But it's bye for now. See you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends. 